Welcome to this episode of the Fat Potato Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be discussing the latest episodes of Rick and Morty. Was it Rick Lantis? It was the Rick Lantis mix-up. And yeah. joining us once again is Josh Simes. Thanks, thanks for joining us for tonight. Welcome. Oh, good day, mate. Oh, good day, mate. That's um, obviously the big thing that everyone was celebrating in this episode was the return of Evil Morty, and we yeah. already discussed previously how we'd really like to see this character again. For and, sure, yeah. And I'm guessing he's going to have some relevance to the end of the season. So we're all looking forward to that. But um, yeah, this, this episode was basically about current social issues, I guess, uh, especially I guess the American uh, social issues. Oh, like... man, it goes all throughout history. This this episode can you can talk about all sorts of parallels through history oh, what, sure, what yeah. happens, yeah. But um, but no, you're absolutely right. It definitely definitely shows a lot of socioeconomic uh, issues in today's world, the corruption and, and shit like that. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Where bricks are bricks, they all are the same smartness. Oh, when he's doing presidential like race and he mentions that in the world has uh, everyone has the same IQ and yet everyone's in different fields and stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. He definitely said all the right things in that speech. Yeah. Just because you're important. smart doesn't mean you know, you'll be in the high position. I think one of the, the best things that we can all appreciate about this episode is how the Ricks treat the other Ricks. Of course, they don't really have any care for any other kind of version of themselves except themselves. Yeah. And obviously, they don't have any care for any Mortys either. So the way that they, they treat each other, so you, you see that the news anchors, how the difference of their universe is just B and C, and you can tell the difference between them, some kind of accident set them apart, but how they all sort of hate each other, oh, this guy, oh, tell me about it. It's like, the way that they sort of have this banter with their own versions is just like, is, is really awesome. Um, it could I mean, always be worse. Yes. Yeah. It could always be worse. I think there's also a constant amount of references in this episode. I mean, we saw, like, the Marty McFly episode in the strip club. There's also the Harmon and Royland versions of Morty as well. Yeah. And, like, you've also got the Willy Wonka from the, the, the candy bar. And, oh, man, there's so many different references in that in that boardroom scene where all the, all the sort of the keys to power are sort of sitting down. There's just so many references in there. Too many that I probably don't even recognize myself. But um, I think that's another big thing about Rick and Morty, especially in recent episodes. They're just they're really like poking at a lot of different old movies and and even games and things like that. I'm gonna love how the uh, the strip club is just a bunch oh, of Morty. <laughs> and then, like they're not even stripping; they're just having they're fun. Just like one, one for ten, two for twenty-five. <laughs> 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 You have a whole society that's literally composed of two people, but it's the, the kind of shit that they get up to. Yeah. So Morty is supposed to be the, you know, the minorities or the yeah. lower class citizens, and Rick is less so. But they well, still end up with, um, you know, Ricks with shitty jobs, like in the simple Rick yeah. character. I guess the Morty represents the poverty and like those really low class people air quotes and then you have the ricks which are like the working class and above like all the way up and then yeah you have someone who's running for the presidential race who's a morty and they all take him for granted they'll look at him like a little piece of shit is he he supposed to be like a trump character where he's like no one takes him seriously and kind of yeah i I guess he can sort of i never got that feel yeah Um, really because trump never really said anything that like awesome in, uh, on a podium before like sure. <laughs> the, you know the, the evil Morty in this definitely said all the right things that they wanted to hear and I don't think that's 
don't know. I, I personally didn't pick up on it. It could have been. It could have been. Because, a I mean, yeah, because the Evil Morty was running on a platform of, uh, you know, equality kind of for everyone. As in, you know how he goes to that farmer Rick and he's like, yeah. oh, you shouldn't be doing that because yeah. you should be doing better. I think he was catering to more of like the, the poorer kind of... Yeah, you're appealing to the working class. Exactly, like yeah, yeah, the working class. I, d- I, just, I actually didn't pick that up in terms of like a comparison to Trump directly, but more about just parallels throughout history in general, showing that the people in the working class make up the vast majority of society and they're the ones that have more power than the corrupted rich. Um, and I think... Uh, I think one of the most powerful parts uh, of this episode um, was to do with the, the candy factory and the idea of the candy bar. You actually think yes. that, was, that, was, see, that was great. Yeah. The, see, everyone in this complicated society, they want a taste of the simple yeah. life that they used to have. Yeah. See, I think this has a this has a connection to when in the first episode of the season, Rick showed these memories when he was with his wife and child, and they died. I don't think these memories are false. I think this is how Rick discovered how to use the portal gun from another Rick coming in and telling him to join the Citadel. And I think this is part of how Rick C-137 became someone who stood so far against the Citadel and what they did. But I also think that it's also got to do with the simple Rick, is that all these Ricks at some point in time had a family, had children, and they all got torn away, and they wish they could go back to a simple life. And this is what they get from the candy bar, and it just shows you in society just how much they want this simple life, regardless of what they're trapped inside. And it's, it's a big reflection on how people just in standard working life just... You're sort, of, you're sort of trapped. You're being crushed under the weight of society. You have a job to do. You've got to uphold your duty and then everything else. Everyone has to do something. It's like you say that the, the Morty was like praising the, the farmer dudes. You shouldn't be doing farm work. Somebody's got to do it. As in, somebody has to do this job. You can't just have all the ricks at the top of the class because then, then no one's on the bottom class. It doesn't really work that way. So, yeah, I, think, I mean, the whole the simple rick thing... Um... Mind you, the ad was hilarious. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, but I think it's kind of a selling sort of, yeah, like a lifestyle. This is what they're advertising for you. This is something that you could have to see our candy bar. Yeah, but it kind of feeds back into the whole cycle of things where they're using, you know, the thought of such a simple life, um, but they pay money for the... Yeah, for the, 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 the yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like... It's a big reflection on how Rick, as a character, uh, is seen, especially with different versions of him. I think that's one of the most powerful things about this episode, is that you have so many different kinds of Mortys, and so many different kinds of Ricks, and you can see all these different variations of the same kind of character, and all the things that they all want the same thing reflect just how much of the original character that they are. Like, all the Ricks want a taste of the simple life that they used to have, and all the Mortys, you see how the potential that the Mortys have to be real fucking shits or really bad people, like in the in the Morty town, like the Morty town locos and shit, like, they can really be really evil as well, as well as we have the just the evil Morty by himself, of course, that's a good representation of Morty's potential of being such an evil bastard. You want to go that one step further, how they replace him and give him the triumphant feeling that yes. successful feeling so <laughs> so yeah the replacement is a good representation of how a revolution in society it's like it gives you the illusion of change that we've grown we've evolved and we've learned yeah. it just like, but feeds nothing, back into the yeah, machine nothing's actually changed until we just feel better about ourselves and that's kind of the reflection on that as well 
And you see, obviously, in the end of the episode, how the evil Morty just takes out all the keys to power that oppose him. This is just another way that revolution works as well, how dictatorships take over. You find your way to power through political means or, or by force, and you take out all the people who are obviously like not loyal to you, and then you can gain total control. And this, again, happens all throughout history as well. As in, like, the keys to power are... They're like, they're like the cards that, that, the, that the throne sits upon. It's like a house of cards. And if you don't maintain all your keys, keep them loyal, then you replace them. Or, or the house of cards falls, and so does the throne. And then this is very important when it comes to rules for ruling. And I think that's another representation in the final moments, when obviously Evil Morty just takes out all the people that oppose him, and now everybody's loyal, and he's got complete control. That goes throughout all sorts of parallels throughout history on how dictatorships become so fucking, so fucking, uh, so yeah. relevant in, in the world. You take my hammer and sickle. Take you know that reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about the, um, the cop Morty? He was, <laughs> yeah. and the surprise that the Rick, the cop Rick got when he winds down the window you see you see a bit bit of a weird reversal here you saw when the cop car pulls up you thought it was just going to be a rick just mistreating morty's like on the street but no it was actually another morty just being a real fucking dick and so this just shows how far the character can deviate from where he normally is and it was actually the rick that was the good guy sort of trying to be the good cop and it's another reference to another old police movie that i fucking forgot the name of is but, that a um, reference to like uh, black on black? I think that's what he was um, I think it violence. Is, yeah. Oh, um, as in like um, you could, yeah, you could play it that way. Like I guess you could say there probably is a, a a connection to the difference between Mortys and Ricks, and it's like whites and blacks in country, and obviously when all the Mortys are just left in their own part of town, how how bad things can go. I guess you could say that is a a way of looking at the difference between blacks and whites, I suppose. I wouldn't necessarily uh, agree with that kind of representation. Sure, but I mean, that's what they did in the episode, right? I mean... Yeah. And also, like, the when Cop Rick goes in and tries to save the, the Morty, yeah. and he gets uh, stabbed in the back, yeah. I think the idea there is that if both sides are kind of, you know, fighting against each other, you know, even if one, someone wants to go help, you know, things will go terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah. The, the good intentions are then wasted and those who try and do good will suffer. And then the cycle, of, the cycle of hatred is, yeah. is just continued. Yeah. Yes. Snape Rick. Snape Rick. All the recycled uh, Mortys. Uh, and yeah, and tall Morty, tall Morty. <laughs> tall Morty. Uh, oh, just like, is that supposed to be a connection to the the other the other Rick, the other real uh, the derpy kind of Rick from one of the previous seasons? Uh, you know when they're trying to yeah the, um yeah there's I forgot his name. Who knows that really derpy guy? Yeah, um, he makes friends with Jerry. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking. About. I don't think so, but I think like yeah, slow Rick, slow Rick, slow Rick. Slow Rick. <laughs> yeah, they just put him in the class, and he's never going to graduate. Just to no, just you know, keep him better. keep him side. Is there like a really smart Morty who's like that yeah. Rick's that'll, Morty? <laughs> that'll be even Morty probably. Yeah, that's that probably his partner. <laughs> Will I ever graduate again? What was he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> now, the school scene is obviously definitely a way of showing just how uh, how casually they treat um, the the multiverse and how they can just just get a new Morty or get a new Rick, and there's just no difference between them, or they don't see the difference. Obviously, if you just get one that's similar to your own, then 
then everything's fine. And that's one of the ways that Rick becomes so disconnected from reality, is that at one point, I, I like to think that he lost his family, and he learned how to make the portal gun for vengeance against probably the other Ricks that tried to get him to join the Citadel. And he just jumps to a new reality, where he has a new wife and a new child. And he just sort of starts to realize that nothing really matters. Death and despair, it's just like, there's just no value to it anymore because you just jump to a new reality, don't you? And um, at least that's how I kind of like to think Rick's backstory goes. I think they might piece it together a bit more, but at least that's my sort of theory on the show, how he used to be a good man. And so that's why he's become so nihilistic, because he's lost everything. And whether he got his vengeance or not, he just realized how much it doesn't matter in the end, because there's just another bad Rick out there as another fucking family for him to have or if he wants one or at least that's that's the way I look at it because I mean yeah they've already changed families before right. after you know they Cronenberg everyone yeah. yeah um cool Rick cool Rick cool Rick hasn't been he in the long yeah he's, he's cool, cool though so. I think what well, the idea behind that is just skipping um, um, just yeah the popularity contest yeah. as opposed to being the most qualified yes definitely yeah mm. it's not like he was the most fit for the job for any particular reason he was just the cool guy and he gets yeah. up in the higher position and obviously the Rick that rebelled also felt like he was probably more qualified for the for the position of running that that company or that section of, of the yeah. factory even I'm sure all the Ricks would have felt that way <laughs> yeah. I think they all would have in unison I'm pretty sure they all basically flipped them off when they were talking about it. So, not that you see that, but yeah, the grunts. <laughs> uh, there's like, I'm having trouble like putting putting stuff into words on what I mean. But this this episode, like, ultimately none of it really matters. All all all, it, all that matters is that in the end, Evil Morty takes control basically of the smartest man in the universe, and, and all of them too. He controls the entire multiverse now, which gives him a significant amount of power. But in the end, everything else that happens on the Citadel is kind of irrelevant. It's kind of just there to fill time, I guess. It's another sort of filler episode. And yeah, you could go down to all the different references and parallels throughout history or just references to movies and TV shows and stuff. But yeah, I'm having trouble sort of like pinning them all down. And I can't even elaborate on them very well either. What do you think of um, the dramatic Morty? I mean, and he jumps Morty. into like the giant waist thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Morty his wish wishing well. was Slip Morty. Yeah, <laughs> Slip Morty. Yeah. But he got like a drama trip chip or something on it, didn't he? But, yeah, so I mean, some sort of experiment that makes him more dramatic or something. <laughs> there was, um, but his wish kind of came true when the school shut down. Yeah. But I mean, I said, you never really got to find out what evil Morty's intentions are like obviously we call him evil morty because obviously in, when we first saw him he was controlling the rick that was mistreating a bunch of mortys to stay hidden right but we don't even know what his real intentions are i mean supposedly yeah, that you saw at the end of the episode that these mortys got what they wanted there was supposedly going to be better treatment of the differences between mortys and ricks but is he really like heading down a bad road is he literally going to be just evil morty or is that just a label we've given him i think maybe he's not evil that's what I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. If he's not, then it's kind of misleading to use the same music as Evil yes. Morty when they cut off from the last Evil Morty. Well, no, it's the same it's character. The same, yeah, they use the same music, and same we know it's the same character. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I like I like the intro and the outro music. It was, like, yeah. awesome. You know, yeah. in the opening when um, all the Ricks are just walking yeah. along and that music kicks in. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. 
Well, in the end, um, they're just all ejected into space. All the prob- problematic people. Yeah. Everyone who had a story in the episode it just ends it's up just dead. Ends up, yeah. I personally find this um, like uh, similar to the way communism and fascism work. Like, if you have a problem, you get rid of it. Yeah. And, well. Yeah. That's just how they seem to work. Not that I know too much about them as ideologies, but yeah. I like how we don't um, see any of the ventures in the Atlantis. Um, oh, the Oh, yeah. Because they had such a good time. Yeah. They come back and they're like, yeah, that was yeah. great. Let's, go Let's do that again. <laughs> so hence, we do not see it. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I do enjoy how they, how they constantly sort of they show you the premiere of the episode or something and they lead you in a direction but then it's just like it's something completely different just like the, the vindicators and everything and even Morty's mind blowers and stuff they just take it in a different direction from what you expected it to be just cause they can do it just cause they love messing with us probably cause it's got so much in it that really only leads to one conclusion yeah. that nothing matters <laughs> god damn it Rick <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that wraps up another episode of Fat Potato Podcast. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, nothing, just hanging out. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, that really puts me in a tough spot. Oh, jeez, oh, I didn't mean to push you in a tough spot. <laughs>